Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Within the Lines, Friday, March 15th, one day after International Pi Day. Today we got some big things for you. On International Pi Day, we had the Avengers Endgame official trailer come out. We're going to talk about that, everything we saw. We're going to speculate. Probably going to talk about it too much, run it to the ground, but that's all right. And then we also both saw Captain Marvel over the weekend, the newest Marvel movie. Spoiler alert, we both loved it, as always, with Marvel movies. And then uh, we do have a little bit of sports this week for you. Tyler, what do we got on the sports side of the spectrum? It's a damn crazy week in the NFL, Jay. We got Antonio Brown, OBJ leaving, uh, Le'Veon Bell sign, a whole bunch of stuff going on we're going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, and... uh. Maybe some baseball, I just thought of right now. Maybe just, just a tad, just a sprinkle. Sprinkle a little bit just in there. Just a sprinkle. But yeah, let's get into this. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Alrighty. I always start with alrighty. We're just going to power through that already. <laughs> We're starting today with the Marvel Endgame, Marvel uh, Avengers Endgame trailer. It doesn't flow off the tongue. Yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say there. It's all right. That was a damn good trailer, Jason. It was. You sent it to me. I don't know what time it was, but I woke up, it's watched like it. Six in the morning. Before I even got my coffee, watched it, and I was like, this is a great way to start my morning. Woke me up right away. Give me them chills. Oh. <laughs> It was good. It, yeah, I was just like, oh, snap. Yeah, they showed a little bit of new uh, footage, um, teased some stuff, a little bit more plot, um, I don't know, plot details, not a whole lot, but a little bit. 
confirm that Tony Stark is going back to Earth, which is like a duh, you think? Probably. We'll get to that. Well, I'm going to get to that right now, actually. Know, why are you waiting? <laughs> this is the Let's intro. get to it right now. <laughs> so there's a scene. They've showed the scene before in the other trailers where they're walking through. It's like a hangar or whatever, the Avengers yeah. hangar, and they got like the big uh, glass thing behind them. And they're all walking in a line. Well, this time, Tony Stark and Nebula were in that shot. Yes, sir. No. Well, every trailer, there's been more, right? Because the first trailer was like three of them. And then the Super Bowl teaser, I think they added like Ant-Man or something. Did they? I think so. Or no, the, I no, I watched a video about this. The first trailer was just the empty hangar. That's like right. Like the exact same shot. The second one, it was them walking in it. And now it was like more people. This with- one, they added people in. Uh, in that shot, we get to see their new suits. Everyone's saying it's their Quantum Realm suits or whatever. They're yeah. like the white, black, and red. Yeah, definitely. I don't mean. I mean, it could be something else, but that's yeah, that's most what obvious. General consensus is. Um, but yeah, they show Nebula and Tony Stark with the Avengers walking. Yeah, they got back to Earth. There's a scene too in this trailer where you see the ship like landing. There's like the bridge, and it's like coming to the bridge. Well, they're saying that was the new Quinjet. Like that's the Avengers ship, not well, the. I saw something that that might be how Tony and Nebula, because there was like another from the first trailer, a scene of all the Avengers like on the grass looking up, like what is that? Yeah, and people are saying that's it's probably like piece when they together. land. Yeah, my bold little theory here, Jason. Let's hear it. You remember Infinity War, or Hulk was in Wakanda? Yeah, Hulk's never in Wakanda in Infinity War, Jason. Why? Well, Hulk didn't show up in Infinity War. They threw that in the trailer just to get people to think he was going to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. last one. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel is shown with the Avengers earlier in this trailer. Yes. But she doesn't show up in their little walking group, and neither does Bruce Banner. What if they put Tony Stark and Nebula in, in place of, like, Captain Marvel and Bruce yeah. Banner or something? Yeah. Get people to think he's going to be there. Yeah. What if, what if he dies in space, Jason? That would be a way to deflate the tires, man. That would just, it would be good, but it'd what be if a they, way to Infinity the War? They kill Loki right at the beginning of the movie. I wouldn't mind a death right away. Tony Stark right away just dies in space. Nebula survives because she's like part robot. Damn, bro. Tony Stark dies in space, and then we just get flashbacks of Tony throughout the movie and all the Avengers like mourning him, and that's like how he plays his role in the movie. So Tony dies, but Nebula makes it back to tell them yeah. that he dies and help the Avengers. Whoa, yeah, big whoa. I know I'm, I'm well heavy after last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I've I've thrown so many different theories out there that I forget what I say. But I think I threw that out like the first trailer. Mm-hmm. I was like, that'd be ballsy if he they, he just died. Like they're implying he'll be back and he just died. Yeah, I think I tweeted that actually. But yeah, I could see that. I be, mean, I don't think people would be very happy with it, but it'd be a bold move for them to actually do. You know, the biggest character, the guy who started, dies right away at the you know the final movie for the original Avengers. Well, I think the poster was very. Uh, telling of the story if you look have you seen the poster the official yeah, poster? The new poster you know the first not first avengers but infinity war it was thanos kind of in the middle and mm-hmm. the movie was about thanos who was thanos's character arc if you look at this one it's cap right and dead center tony you know is the other one yeah. this thanos, movie, thanos is barely even seen in the poster he's in like the very background of it yeah so i'm willing to bet he doesn't show up very much in the movie yeah i could see that it's a lot of uh you know everyone planning and doing stuff and coming together but yeah. not a whole lot of thanos I hope that doesn't lead to an anticlimactic like fight scene. Hopefully not. Because like, as excited as I am for this movie, it would suck for. I, it would be cool to see them go back in the past and like change events from the other movie. But it would suck for the movie to be ninety percent lead up and then just an end battle where they just shit on him. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's supposed. I think right. They've confirmed it's going to be a three hour runtime, which I'm okay with. I'm like, you can give me five hours and make me pay double price for a ticket. I'm still going to go see it. A little bit of an intermission in between. 
I'll be pee break. Yeah, I'll be fine with it. I'll be <laughs> fine with it. But that I feel like that gives them a chance to do because a lot of the the criticisms with Infinity War was there's too many people. You didn't get enough character moments. No yeah. one really had big arcs. You know, really. Well, it was a Thanos' movie. Yeah, exactly. So I think this one they have enough time to give the remaining Avengers and you know Captain Marvel and everyone their own character arc, set some stuff up for past this movie, and still have a good plot with Thanos in it towards the end, probably. Well, the great, I think the thing that people forget about these Avengers movies is they don't really have to have like a character. That's what the solo movies are for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's char- like Civil War was a huge character arc for Tony and, uh, Cap- and Captain America. And this could be the end of that arc for them. You know, they don't have to necessarily go through each character and be like, okay, let's make sure we're setting them up for the future. You know, it's good to like imply and do set it up, but it doesn't have to be, you know, everyone expected every hero to have like this overlapping story when really the story was Thanos. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just watching it. it was earlier Me too. Today. I watched it in the weekend. Yeah, over the weekend. I watched it today before we recorded. Everything flowed in it, dude. Like it oh, didn't yeah. have a bunch of stuff, but like one thing led to another, led to another. Like yep. yeah, they did a really good job structuring that story with how many people they had to, you know, give their moments to shine. They oh, did yeah. a really good job with it. And I definitely think your theory about this movie ending at that the beginning of Endgame when Spider-Man is on the bus to his mm-hmm. field trip, I totally I'm 100% double down on that theory. Yeah, you like that? Like I know I I I know that's going to be what happens. <laughs> that's how double down I am. I just don't know if they do that, how they explain deaths, permanent deaths, Tony Stark, Captain America. Yeah, It'll be true. hard. I'm excited to see what, how it happens, though. That would, yeah. I don't know. It's it's tricky, too, if they do time traveling because there's the whole butterfly effect. And... There's a whole lot that can kind of get it all confused in a bunch of plot holes for, you know, a studio that has relied on making this you know, story with all these characters, all these movies, and triple checking their nothing yeah. flashes. This is yeah. going to be so hard for them to make it, you know, plot hole free. It's going to be hard, dude. What if there was, okay, this is a crazy, well, this probably isn't the case. Cause you don't plan a movie plot out 10 years in advance. They didn't know what the MCU was, <laughs> but what if like this movie, you know, they go back in time and they change things. And if you go rewatch every Avengers, every MCU movie, there's like a moment where they made it obvious that something was about, you know what I mean? They threw like, like they well, even it's like not a, a hint that you don't know it's a hint till later. Yeah, well, that they don't even have to be planning it ten years ago. What if they went back and used a piece yeah, from each of the movies? True. And it'd be rock. hard though to find a piece from really each hard. movie. <laughs> but like, remember when freaking Captain America's shield was on Tony Stark's desk or whatever, and like yeah. the second Iron Man or first Iron Man? Like, what if that was like a nod to this movie or something? Just something stupid, crazy like that. Like that'd be insane. Yeah, I doubt it would happen, but. Um, one other thing, a couple of shots in the trailer, Black Widow has, I think it's like three different things with her hair going on. So she has short blonde, she has like medium blonde, and then you get a shot of like super long with her natural red and then blonde at the tip of it. So it kind of implies it's going to take place at least over a year. I hope so. I hope it's not like a right away (laughs) thing, but that could be them just trying to make us think that, like we said, they're manipulated with their trailers. Or they could, you know, start it off with those quick couple of shots at the beginning and then the entire movie takes place. A year yeah. later, over you know a day or whatever, that explains yeah too. If Tony doesn't die and or if Nebula does get back with him dead, like it shouldn't be right after. It really shouldn't be. You yeah. Know? So, um, the other thing is Ant Man. Everyone was saying because the one trailer showed it was like archive or whatever in the screen. Yeah, it's a nineteen like it was like eighty three or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It looks like in this movie he shows up and is looking at the missing people posters. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like he shows up after the snap. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought, yeah, I mean, I that you know, and that old 
footage theory was cool and all, and it still could be the thing, you know, like you said, they could be planning this into there to make us think, but yeah, I don't, probably going to come out post-snap and be like, what the hell happened? Where is everyone? Yeah. I think that makes the most sense. It'll be the easiest way for them to progress the story along. Yeah. Rather than trying to explain how he showed up in the 80s, but hasn't showed up in any of the other movies or anything. It could be a case, too, where if time really does pass, maybe he shows up right after the snap, goes to the Avengers thing, and, like, no one's there. You know what I mean? Because they're still in Wakanda. And then that scene where they see, like, archive footage, maybe that's, like, five years in the future, and they're like, wait, what the heck? I'd... Crazy maybe. theory, but you know what I mean? There's a whole lot that could happen. I feel like I feel like I'm going to get disappointed, honestly. I don't know. I I feel like I'm too excited to be disappointed. I feel like it could be, like, a mediocre movie, and I'm still going to love it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It, it's exciting. I'm excited. I was thinking about it, you know. I, I was a little sad. Why are you sad, I was thinking about Jason? it this morning. And I was just like, dude, like, they're going to make more Avengers movies, and there's going to be a new phase, and it could include the X-Men, and it could, you know, they could do even bigger things. But I'm like, this is kind of like the end of this era. I feel like they have a real possibility of the MCU and Marvel Studios just completely flopping after this. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're they're relying on Spider-Man. There's a reason Spider-Man's the first movie after this. He's oh, the one that's starting as the leader. And I'm willing to bet now that Thor Ragnarok did well, he, there's no way in hell he dies in this movie, so they can kind of piggyback yeah. on him for like a Thor four. I wonder if yeah, I wonder if they keep him around or if they kind of write him off. You know what I mean? Like I got to rebuild Asgard. I feel like maybe if they don't even have plans for a fourth Thor movie, they don't kill him off and they leave him like you said, leave him in the background, kind of write him off. Yeah, and leave it open to where if they are bombing, they can throw a Thor movie yeah. out there, or but- have him show up in a, like a future Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just had a create another thought. Like, uh, I don't know how to explain this. Thor's lost. You know, Thor has probably had the worst time out of everyone. Oh, 100 percent. He lost his dad. He lost his brother. He lost his. Well, he doesn't really care about his sister, but he lost his planet. His mom, Thor too. His mom, yeah. His best friend Heimdall. His best friend, yeah. What happened to his girlfriend? Didn't she just not have contract? She would had like bad yeah, contract. Yeah, it, it was other stuff outside the yeah. movies. And they just but said she broke up with him. I could see he got dumped. You know, because he <laughs> he has stuff he wants to sacrifice for. You know, Cap has stuff he might want to sacrifice for. Go back into or not sac go back in time, but his whole like girlfriend or whatever. And then Tony, you know, what if he dies? And then what's her name wants to sacrifice for Tony or something? Pepper be crazy. But everyone has like sacrifices to make. That's why it was smart with who they left in there. Yeah, you know, Ronan, his family. I don't really know what Bruce Banner's pissed about. What do you think Bruce Banner's pissed about? His Hulk dysfunction? He's just pissed at Hulk. Other than that, I don't think you're... Maybe uh, Black Widow. He's got his little fling that they never picked back up on. Yeah. What if... Oh. What if a way to... What if they try to write off all of... You know, maybe they don't write off Black Widow because I heard they might make a movie for her and everything. It's supposed to be a prequel, though. Oh. Interesting. That should be just a Netflix movie, then. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) A way to write off the Hulk is, I don't know how they're going to do this, but somehow the Hulk dies, but Bruce Banner doesn't. So Bruce Banner lives. That would be hard. But there's no more Hulk but in him. Yeah, they could do that. He sacrifices his Hulk powers. Um, one of the things, because I, <laughs> I was telling you how I was watching a bunch of like theory videos and everything right after the trailer dropped. Um, they were saying that, bro, I just had a complete blackout right now. You forgot what you were going to say? Yes. Well, I just thought of something too. Talk to me, and way, it's gonna come back. A way to, to me write because off. I was I was introducing my idea, and I forgot about my idea. <laughs> <laughs> a way to write off the Hulk is you know they set up this character arc. Well, they set up the character arc with Hulk a while ago, and then okay, you remember yeah. just keep locking in your brain, <laughs> and then you know they have the whole things, and then in Infinity War it was that he couldn't come out, he couldn't fight. What if in this movie he still doesn't come out the whole movie, the entire movie until like the very last fight scene, 
And Hulk's like, all right, fine. You know, I'll give you one last go. Like, yeah. this is the last time I'll ever do this. And then, you know, he comes out and the crowd would go crazy. Like, oh, my God, Hulk. And then, you know, he, <laughs> maybe he delivers, like, the knockout punch to Thanos. Or he's the one that, like, overpowers him for them to, like, get the gauntlet or whatever they're going to finally do. win. And then that's, like, Hulk's like, okay, I'm fucking done. And then, because remember in the first Avengers, he said he tried, like, shooting himself. But the Hulk didn't allow it. Maybe the Hulk's finally like, all right, you know what? You can have your body. I don't want to be here no more. He's fed up with his shit. Yeah. Or he's just Maybe. permanent Professor Hulk, which I would love. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. It would be really weird. I would be it. awesome. Hulk talking in Ragnarok was great. It was good. That was a great movie. <laughs> no, uh, the one thing I was trying to say and forgot. Um, in the trailer, there's there's a line. I can't remember what it is. But the original Avengers, four of them say the line. Yes. Black Widow, Hawkeye, Captain America, and uh, Iron Man. The Hulk and Thor don't say... I, I can't remember what it is, but it's it's something, you know, sacrifice-y, hero-ish. Yeah. Only four of the main Avengers say it, not Thor and Hulk, who are expected to be the two who 100% are going to carry on after this movie. If, yeah. If anyone, it's going to be them, but it's not 100% guaranteed. But, but yeah. that's, like, the favorites, basically, yeah, to yeah. keep going. What if they kill off all four of those Avengers? Black Widow, Hawkeye, Captain America, Iron yeah. Man. That'd be, a ma- like, a major throwback, but, yeah. Just done done so well there's a little foreshadowing in the trailer there there was dude there was crazy foreshadow to go off topic in infinity war riley caught it oh, when so. uh in wakanda black panther's like it let thanos know that if he comes there will be nothing but blood and dust and i was like riley's like that's foreshadowing i was like holy 100%. shit i was like i didn't even <laughs> wow yeah, i picked up on that today i was like those sneaky motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i wouldn't put it past him to foreshadow there's a whole lot that could happen i don't even know you know, one thing I know I'm upset about. Oh, you know I'm upset, too. I'm reading her outline. I know you're upset about Jason. <laughs> They've had three or four trailers now. I think three, like teaser, maybe. Yes. They got posters out. Yes. Where the fuck are Corgan Meek and Valkyrie? Mostly Corgan Meek. I, they're too powerful, dude. They can't, you know, they can't build up this villain as, like, the craziest villain for 10 years and, you know, allude to him the whole time and build up this crazy vis- villain for Korg to just come in and kick his ass. It's just, it, it makes no sense. It'd be embarrassing for Thanos. It would. It's like you, it's just like when Superman came in and ruined Justice League because he just kicked the guy's ass. Does That's what Korg would do. And it would just ruin the, the whole thing. Yeah, it'd be real. Info. What if Korg comes in, you know, Infinity War Thor shows up in Wakanda like last minute, everyone's about to die and he saves everybody? Dude. Don't remember that? You do remember that? I, I'm going to be honest. I was thinking of this idea I had in my head and I wasn't listening to you. Can you say it again? <laughs> <laughs> it's an Infinity War where they're all fighting in Wakanda and Thor shows oh, yes, up yes. and he just kicks everyone's yeah. ass. That was going to be Korg. That was going to be Korg yeah. in Endgame. With his, he's finally going to have his flyers for his freaking revolution. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny though if like they he is in the movie, they just haven't teased him yet. And, like, he's trying to help the Avengers, and then Tony Stark's like, dude, just make the flyers or something like that. That'd be funny. <laughs> and Corey's just, like, sitting there like, okay, <laughs> like, all nervous about it. That'd be funny shit. Um, what I was thinking, which I forgot, oh, a good idea for Disney. Disney should do, like, you know, for their streaming service they plan on doing, they should do, like, the side character movies. Because a movie on Korg is never going to be in the oh, box no office. But make it on a streaming service where you make like a standalone Korg movie and like a standalone Valkyrie movie or maybe Valkyrie and Korg, whatever. Yeah. Like make standalone movies on these side characters. War Machine, you know, if he comes back and well, he stays. I thought they were supposed to... No, it was a, a Falcon and... Falcon. What the fuck's his name? Bucky. Falcon Winter and Bucky. Soldier. Yeah, they're getting their own series. 
because they're like the side car- characters. Oh, they're I didn't even know own, that. Yeah, see? they're in their own Disney Plus series. See, I already am doing Disney's you, idea you, you without Disney's even knowing. Work. I probably heard that and like subconsciously <laughs> locked it in, but didn't remember it. Yeah. But yeah, and then Captain Marvel was also in this, you know, well, not also in this, but she was in this trailer for the first time. Yep. Interaction with Thor, a little sexual tension. Whoa, why does it got to be sexual, Jay? It's just because they're a man and a girl. They can't be friends, Jay? I know. I saw that on Twitter. People were saying, I don't know. I was just trying to... No, in the comic books, they're like really good friends and stuff. So I feel like they're kind of teasing that in. They're going to try and yeah. build that up. And I thought Stormbreaker was Thor's hammer at first. I texted you. I was like, dude, Thor has his hammer back. And it I, wasn't. I shut that shit down. It wasn't. We don't spread false rumors here, Jay. But <laughs> yeah, the reason I said that is because there's going to be time travel. You know, Iron Man alluded to his... They showed scenes from the first movie, and then Cap, you know, they alluded to it. Yeah. Did they allude to it in Thor? Did they show, like, an old Thor movie? They just showed, like, it was the first Thor movie with him and his dad, Odin. And then was there a Hulk one, too? No, I think they only did those three, really, for, like, yeah. the flashbacks. I do know, you know, saying they alluded to it, um, Peggy Carter, Captain America's old little fling thing. Yeah. The, narrate, the narration over this trailer, she's talking, and she's like, you know, sometimes we can't change things. Uh, we can't go back. All we can do is start over. Is like what she says as the narration. Some people are like, "Yo, that's alluding to time travel." Yeah, go back in time and start over. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means either, dude. Whoa, whoa! I just had a major whoa in my explode in my brain. What's going on? I don't. Okay, this would be really hard to do, and I don't think they would do it. But what if Endgame? The whole start and start over. They go back. They redo everything. And it, like, starts over the MCU like nothing happened. It's like an alternate. You know, it's comic books. They could do, like, alternate universe. Like multiverse is what it's yeah. called. Different they, universe. So they start over, like, this whole timeline from Cap and Peggy Sue. And Cap just never becomes Captain America. Peggy Carter, not Peggy, Peggy Sue. I, know, <laughs> I don't know why I said Peggy Sue. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like a redneck name. It is. Uh, <laughs> um. So they restart that. He never becomes Cap, and then the stuff with the tester. Like, let's just pretend none of this ever happens. And then they get to Spider-Man, and none of this... Well, then how would he be Spider-Man? He still gets... Ugh, never mind. I just debunked my own theory. <laughs> I was saying, because in Spider-Man, you know how he meets with Nick Fury, and Nick Fury's like, look, you know, you need like, to oh, take... hello, a- Spider-Man. What if the- he's, like, the start of, like, how... Oh, he's the new Iron Man? Yeah. Like, none of this ever happened, and now Nick Fury's trying to start, like, a new initiative with a new event, but then the other guys want to have powers. Never mind. I debunked my own theory. That was a good theory for a while there. I was, I was, it, was. With it. <laughs> it, it was. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that scene was very similar to like how he introduced in the end credits of Captain America. Or Iron Man. Iron Man. My brain's all over the place. Sorry. Right. Me and Ryan were talking about this, though. If they do a new Avengers, you know, Spider-Man would be Iron Man. They're both mans. And obviously, Spider-Man's the most popular Marvel superhero, obviously. You got Captain Marvel, Captain, Captain America. Marvel, yeah. Black Panther could be, I don't know, Thor. I don't know. It doesn't really have to be like a correlation, yeah. but Black but Panther like serving as the characters. Thor, and then Doctor Strange would be like the fourth, yeah, you know, like the Hulk. You throw Doc- Doctor Strange in there, probably That's like Ant the Man. They'll probably throw Ant Man and the Wasp in the next Avengers one. They're like Hawkeye and uh, what you call it, Black, Black Widow. Widow. There's no more really guardians but they've always kind of been their own thing yeah i think they'll probably stay their own thing and they yeah they just got into this um Uh, maybe if they get vision back and scarlet witch i don't know though yeah we'll see but yeah that's like the new core four moving forward and i don't know how marketable it is they have black panther who's huge i mean black panther is good captain marvel made good money yeah yeah so that'd be like the diverse avengers 
<laughs> all the ones, the original ones were white. Yeah, it was all. And this know, is like a white, white dudes, a white kid, an English guy, two English guys who are playing Americans, <laughs> the black dude and the girl. I don't mind it. It's beautiful. I don't mind it. But yeah, Captain Marvel. We both saw it over the weekend. Great fucking. Are we doing spoiler or no spoiler? Hardcore um, spoiler. Can we start with no spoilers and then maybe go into spoilers or just hardcore spoilers? So look, let's do hardcore spoilers. I'm making a promise to you guys because I'm not, this is Jason. I'm making Jason do some work here. Jason's going to figure out what time this ends and he'll throw it in the description. So if you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, you can skip past our Captain oh, Marvel gosh. talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll but, put in the description when the Captain Marvel spoiler talk ends. But before yeah. we get into spoilers, just overall review. Great movie. Fantastic movie, 100%. If you haven't gone and seen it yet, I'd say go and see it. It's a really good introduction to a character who's going to be in the next Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. Good good backstory. Good. If you really want to nitpick, you could nitpick some things, but it's a superhero movie. I mean, it's not trying yeah. to be the best constructed movie in the world. But, yeah, it was really good, really entertaining. I enjoyed all of it. Um, good humor, good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Had a nice little plot to it. Easy to understand. I know a lot of Marvel movies can sometimes – not a lot, but – you know, it can be hard to understand if you're not like a hardcore. Yeah, if you don't have that background. Fan. Yeah, easy to follow, easy to understand. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. So go go and see it, and then come back. All right, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Great fucking movie, Jason. It was. I mean, I liked her. I, I liked it all. I mean, I liked her backstory. I liked hitting you hitting the vape. Um, we didn't see it together <laughs> like we planned to. You know, we kind of messed up. But oh well. It's all These good. things happen. I saw it in Phoenix. Um. At this weird movie theater, I might add. It wasn't like stadium seating. Not, well, that's kind of a weird way. It wasn't like... Sloped. It was kind of like the dollar movies where it was like very slightly sloped. Like, it was like a home theater. It reminded me of a home theater. Really? They still had the, recline, the reclining seats. Yeah, it was a... Cine, uh, not a Cinemark. A, uh, what's the huge one we don't have? AMC. It was an AMC. No. And it was cheap because it was like the student... It was like the college theater. That's why we went there because it was the cheapest. But it was weird. But yeah, it was good. Uh, one thing... If I had a nitpick, I was confused about Ronan. Yeah. Because, like... I think he was the weakest part of the movie that fell flat for me, personally. He, Yeah, they, like... Obviously, like, I was confused, too, because... Did you see the swerve coming? About the... I can't think of their name. Scrolls? The scrolls being good? Not at all, because everything everything they've been talking about... I mean, there's a million videos on YouTube right now of how, oh, the next big bads are going to be the scrolls. Some of the original Avengers are going to be scrolls. Because in the comic books, they're bad guys. Yeah. They flipped the fucking script. That was a... I didn't see that coming. And even when they showed Ronan talking to Jude Law... I love Jude Law. We talked about him last week when I mentioned Gattaca. Okay. Love Jude Law. He's really good in good this actor. movie. Good uh, actor. Yeah, when they showed Ronan with Jude Law, I was like, wait, Ronan's bad. <laughs> I was so confused. And like, it didn't click in my head. And I was just like, I don't understand. I was like, I guess Ronan used to be good. <laughs> now he's bad. Um, and then, yeah, that should have spoiled the swerve for me, it knowing should've. the universe, but I just kind of gave it the benefit of the doubt. Well, he That's the same thing, like, in the comic books, he was a Cree, but in the comics books, he kind of left the Cree. He was, like, more like a radicalist. That's what I assumed would yeah. be the case, yeah. And so this was, like, his backstory, but it turns out he isn't really a radicalist. They're just all dicks. Yeah, which, but, like, yeah, I didn't understand. I feel like... I'm not going to lie to you. I had to pee really, really bad. Mm. And in the final, the fight scene where Ronan comes down. Okay. And I didn't see that. I saw Ronan coming down and Captain Marvel was like, all right, I'm ready to fuck you up. I was like, okay, I know the the next minutes are just going to be like action. And it's probably not going to be like over a lot. Like, I'm not going to miss any key plot points. It's just going to be badass action. If I have to pick a time to pee, I'm going to pee now. Like, that's my, 
you know, I'm not going to miss anything besides the cool action, but I can just rewatch that, you know? Yeah. So I run to go pee, run back. The bathroom is literally right next door. And I sit down and like, literally I was gone for like two minutes. And then I hear him say like, oh, we'll come back for the girl. Okay. So that was the, basically the main point. Yeah. And I was like, a damn, that was a short action scene like what the hell happened i asked riley she, like she hit the missiles back at them or blew so up the they bases? tried dropping like big ass missiles on the earth and she grabbed one of them and like she finally like found her full potential or whatever so she grabbed the one turned it around threw it back at the other missiles blew them up blew up one of the other ships and then he was just like fuck this shit, I'm, like, out. Fuck this, I'm retreating yeah mentioned we're gonna come back for the girl that's never mentioned in the mcu like that's where my issue was and i i mean my only thing i could think of was like my little well, I'll, f- I'll let you finish, but I got Ronin theory coming on. back in the future, like for the second Captain Marvel, he's, or well, is he dead? He's dead. He died in Guardians. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the yeah, yeah, the power. Because they all hold the power stone, and then Groot became a tree. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's already a tree, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the only thing I could think of would be like someone filling in Ronan's place as like the Kree leader yeah. or extremist, and them showing up in like Endgame or something. Now that she's back on Earth, because he said we'll come back for the girl. It's like going back. Yeah, to Yeah, but you would. You would think that they would mention, like, especially Thanos. Like, yeah. Thanos knows Ronan, and if Ronan knows this fucking girl, you know what I mean? Like, you think Thanos would be like, where's your biggest weapon? Where's your... Yeah. You know and especially I mean? because it's either that, or he's the big bad in Captain Marvel 2, which is another prequel. Takes place, like, in the early I would 2000s. Hate that. I would hate that, I don't honestly. think it would do good, but that would be probably the only thing they could do to carry on Ronan's arc. Yeah. And it would be stupid because then there would be two movies with her, him and Captain Marvel, and then he dies to the Guardians without any mention of Captain yeah. Marvel to Thanos or, you know, any of that shit. Yeah, and it's – it's maybe if you go back and watch Guardians, I don't really remember. Maybe he's trying to get the stone to kill Captain Marvel. Maybe he thinks that's the only way he can kill her. Maybe they did foreshadow it somehow. I doubt it. You know, we wouldn't know it then when you first watch the movie. And if you rewatch it now, it might be like, a, oh, they did throw it in there. But I think I would remember if Thanos said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if think he Thanos said, said it, anything like that. we knew Captain Marvel was coming out. So it would kind of be like, oh, shit. Yeah. We know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was, I was, didn't really like that about it. Yeah. It was weird. I do think, like I said, Ronan was the worst part of the movie for me. He wasn't that good in Guardians. Guardians was completely carried by the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then yeah. it was a generic bad guy beat him. I feel like they didn't need Ronan either. Like, he was, his screen time was like two, three minutes, and then he just left. In this movie? Captain yeah. Marvel? Yeah, he was like the big bad. He was just supposed to be like that guy looking over everything, and Jude Law was the actual bad guy. Yeah, it was weird. But it's like was they like didn't the trust overseer. Jude Law to be, yeah, it's like they had to throw in some old. Yeah. They I, could be setting something up, but I don't, I don't know what it would be. I don't think it'd be worth it to set anything up with Ronan, because he's had two bad movies already, you know? Yeah, it. I don't know. It didn't make sense. That was the one part I was like, okay, that was weird. I don't know why they did that. They should have just let Jude Law do his thing. Yeah, I agree with that. But the, she did say at the end of the movie she wanted to like, you know, she sent Jude Law with a message like, oh, we're going to mess up. I'm going to destroy the intelligent, whatever it was called. Yeah, maybe Captain Marvel 2. Or no, Captain Marvel 2 can be after Endgame, you know, because she's helping the Kree the whole time. Maybe she helps the Kree the whole time. Doesn't even go back. There's the scrolls. Or, yeah, yeah. the scrolls doesn't even go back to stop the Kree yet. I don't know. She just lost track of time. I don't know. And then (laughs) afterwards, she's like, okay, now I got to go beat up the Kree. But then Ronan's dead. There's no point. I don't, I just don't get it. I I really don't get it. They're going to have to do some really good explaining in Endgame as to like where the fuck she's been and what she's been doing. Yeah. To set up her next movie, I feel like. So we'll see. Um, One little neat little Easter egg. Uh, The scrolls were the good guys. And. Yeah. They, you know, they're shapeshifters. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I have another question about that, but go ahead with your little neat thing. Okay. The the main guy, Dalos, Talos, I, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's the main scroll. He has a little girl and a wife that yeah. we find out towards the end. Yes. His little girl has, I want to say it was like purple eyes or something. Uh-huh. The only connection I could see with you know this movie and Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a little thing going around. She has purple eyes, and in Guardians of the Galaxy, you remember John C. Riley? He worked for like the Nova <laughs> yeah, Corp yeah. or whatever. His wife and daughter were aliens, and they had purple eyes. So, so saying that could have been like, and but like John they made C. Riley was a Cree. Well, they're saying John C. Riley, like that little girl, grew up and like is a Cree, so she shape shifted and was with the Nova Corps and like either married John C. Riley if she aged. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. And so that was like the only little possible Easter egg. Huh? Yeah, I was like, oh, that's neat. What was your question? Okay, so we find out that the Cree are good and they just want Captain Marvel's help. And I kind of talked to Riley about this and she explained it, but. They wanted her help or whatever to get safe. Why would they try to kill her then? Like, they didn't try to kill her when she was capturing her memory. They were just trying to capture her memory. But there was a scene where she was talking to Nick Fury, and the homeboy straight up she, like tried shooting her. Like, I'm pretty sure that would have killed her. I didn't understand that part. I was like, afterwards, I was like, why would you shoot at her if you want to Maybe use her? Maybe it was her? like a taser laser gun. <laughs> you could say that, but it was kind of weird. I was like, I, I don't know. That one part, I was like, okay, they said they wanted her, but they tried killing her. And yeah. Riley's like, well, that's because they were trying to use force before. I'm like, okay, well, if they kill her, she can't help him. Yeah. So that was the one part I was like. Uh, Maybe he was know. aiming for the leg. Maybe he just wanted to make her limp a little bit. And be like, hey, you can't go nowhere. You can make that, you know, that logical <laughs> leap, but it shouldn't have to be a logical leap. You know, like. Yeah. That's kind of lazy writing. You should kind of. It kind of was forcing the plot twist when they were trying to kill her. And yeah. Then never mind type thing. It would have been more woe if they do the flip and then you realize throughout the whole movie they weren't trying to kill her. They were like, just trying to capture her. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That would be better. Yeah. But, and then the pacing too, I, I thought it was fine, but I saw some complaints about sometimes the movie felt slow and sometimes it felt like rushed and fast, like a lot of information. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it had a great kind of flow of, you know, the scenes and the storyline and everything, the plot yeah. details. I thought it went really well. Yeah, I thought, I yeah, I didn't think the pacing was a problem. Um, I like the end scene when she's fighting Jude Law. And Jude Law's like, time to prove it to me or whatever. Like, don't use your powers or whatever. Yeah. I was totally expecting him to go the cliche. Like, they're going to duke it out and she's going to win. And then she just fucking blasts him to the rock. <laughs> I was like, that's right. Kind of like, uh, what is that? Indiana Jones where he has like, he's sitting there. I haven't seen there. Indiana Jones. You haven't seen it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jason. Whatever. There's a scene in Indiana Jones where like there's this sword spinner. He's like a sword guy and he's like uh-huh. this big, he's supposed to be like a badass fight with Indiana Jones. And on the day of shooting, Harrison Ford was sick. So uh-huh. he improvised and just pulled out his gun and shot him. And they kept it in the movie instead of like a big fight scene. It was just real quick. Let's see. Yeah, that's if you do it right. It was, it was similar to like that because they set it up the whole time. The whole fighting scene, you know, they started her, you know, they started the movie present day with her like fighting. Them that was like much. the first scene was them training yeah. together. Like they set it up the whole way for that to happen. And then they were just like, no, nah, we're not going to go that route. We're not going to go the cliche route, which I kind of saw that route coming too. I was like, okay, they're either going to fight or she's just going to blast them. Like, yeah, it was good. I, th- I thought it was good, though, because she, right before that, the part you missed was her being a badass yeah. and like, taking out all the ships and shit. So I didn't think there had to be another one. Dude, I had to pee. And I wasn't <laughs> gone that long, so the action scene couldn't have been that long. It, it wasn't a whole lot. Oh, I was uh, one thing. You know, I we said it was a great movie, and I am keep naming things I hate about it. Not hate, but don't like about it. But that's just because I like nitpicking. Fair enough. Because I don't want to just, you know deride this movie <laughs> you know and people be like oh they're just mcu fans they won't criticize it yeah i was really disappointed without how nick fury lost his eye i was really disappointed with it i thought it was funny 
I didn't like it. I was like, okay, the cat scratched his eye or whatever. And like, <laughs> people were there's a couple like there's people online who are expecting that to kind of be the way because yeah. Marvel humor like it fit. It, yeah, it makes it's funny, I guess. But I was still I was I just was expecting something cool. Yeah, was, we talked about how like Captain Marvel like accidentally took his eye out and then that's why she was gone. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a bunch of different stuff. I thought it was funny. I think it's one of these things like Nick Fury's viewed as this fucking overall badass and everything. So everyone just assumes it's something, you know, like the like the post credit scene where it was Phil Coulson came in. He's like, is it true they fucking blasted your eye out or whatever? Yeah. He's like, that, that's just my secret type thing. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It could have yeah. been better, but it was a nice little. It was funny, but they could have done more with it. Yeah, it was just kind of like a throwaway moment, too. Yeah. But I understand, yeah, wanting to go that route and kind of be like, different than what everyone thinks and i guess it's fine that way i was just so excited and it happened so quick and i was just like that was it yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was good brie larson kicked ass um i thought she was great everyone's bitching about her you know no character she okay. doesn't smile and stuff i thought she did a great job i'm really excited to see her in the next avenger movie all right so i'm gonna go on a rant here jason's a little political jason i'm gonna lean back in my seat take the mic I just, anyone who doesn't like this movie because it's white male shaming, I just think you're misogynistic and it's ridiculous because this movie did not male shame. And there's so many people that are so pissed off because of, you know, her comments before. Whatever. Take it out of context. If you want to be, if we're being in a vacuum and her, you know, like, I can understand, I can, I don't agree at all, but I can understand how, like, a white male who doesn't understand his privileges hears that she wants less white male men to view the movie. I can understand who, how in their brain they could be like, oh, she's being racist. Whatever. I can understand that. It's not the case, you know, but I can understand that. But then to say this movie was male shaming the entire time, Riley read me a review by some, like, actual critic. Like, not just a guy. I don't think it was on Rotten. I don't remember what she read it on. She, like, I think she just Googled me mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel reviews. <laughs> and Homeboy was like, oh, they were male shaming the whole time. Um, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what he said. I remember one thing he said. And I was just like, dude, are you like stupid? Was that they had Nick Fury washing the dishes at the end. I saw that. And that pissed me <laughs> off. I'm like, okay, so A, you're stupid. B, you're saying that a male washing dishes is massa- like, is like, you know, sexist. So you're not only showing that A, you think women should wash dishes, not me- be- men. B, that you think washing dishes is like a bad thing to do. And obviously your mom didn't raise you right. <laughs> and C, like you just, it just doesn't, it's, dude, it made me so mad. You're just like going into this movie trying to find something to be upset about and oh yeah it dude it's so bad i remember part of it was like how she didn't listen to jude law the male but she was so she was so you know quick to listen to the girl marvell because it's a woman not a man and then like one of them i'm surprised he didn't say this but i thought when i watched it i was like oh that's gonna add fuel to the fire there was the part where she's like i don't need to prove anything to you I was like, oh, some people are going to be like, oh, women don't need to prove anything to men. And it's true. Women don't need to prove anything to Goddamn men. Goddamn right, Jason. They don't. But it's just so people getting so mad about it. It's just so ridiculous. Dude. I, I 100% agree with you. I, you. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I tweeted something right after I saw it talking about how, you know, Rotten Tomatoes had to delete. It was like 30,000 reviews or something because yes. they were bombing the movie and it was just bought, you know, people going on there like, oh, I haven't seen the movie, but, you know, fuck the Brie Larson and. It was so stupid. And so, you know, I tweeted about it. I was like, if you think this is the biggest movie franchise in the history of the world, you know, it is the biggest thing, the most successful. Only one that might, Star Wars would probably be the only one that. I think they've made more money than Star Wars. More money-wise, but icon-wise, you you could make the case. Yeah, they're close, but still. 
the most movies and everything, and it's the very first female lead. Yeah. In movie 21. Took them 21 movies in the biggest thing Wonder ever. Wonder Woman. DC did one thing right, and they beat them to it with Wonder Woman. Yeah. And that's, you know, but, and so they finally have a, you know, and the they're first proud of it. Lead. Yeah, and they're proud of it, and they're showing it, and it was in the, you know, they need, what was it, the, you know, her, a hero type thing, yeah. like they kept doing in the trailers and shit. Yeah. How are you not going to expect, you know, movie 21 to have the first female leap? How are you not going to expect her to want more diversity? Yeah, absolutely. They had 20 and movies in a row with the starring male lead. Ant-Man and the Wasp was like the first one where it was 50-50. Yeah. But, you, you know, it's very clearly dominated by old white guys. Absolutely. Of course she's going to want more more diversity. Of course she's going to want, you know, after Black Panther's success and now this. Like, it's good that there's more diversity and people of color, girls, like, everyone's getting equal fucking opportunities to make this art, you know? It's so strange, too. And it's because, like, it's like people haven't got around to women, like, suff- I don't want to say suffrage because that's voting. But it's like, <laughs> for a long time, it seemed like the race issues in America were far behind the sex issues. Or, you know, like, sex issues were better. But, like... You see a lot of great reviews on Black Panther. I'm not saying Black Panther is not a great movie, but, you know, because of its racial, how, you know, the implications, the racial implications. And then this one has the exact same implications for women and the same white guys who probably reviewed Black Panther favorably because they didn't want to seem racist have no problem bashing women. Yeah, Yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And there is a fine line, you know. Black Panther was a great movie and it was huge for the culture, you know, and I completely understand was it probably a little overrated because of that? Probably. From yeah. a pure movie standpoint, I don't think it was better than Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, but because cultural of the culture, impact, yeah. I'm okay with it being the, you know, the highest Rotten Tomatoes movie, whatever, whatever it is. I don't even know. You know, same thing with this. Like this, this is like on the other end of the spectrum. It's like it, it break, broke those barriers and now it's being so underrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Black Panther deserved to be like three or 4% less than it was. And maybe Captain Marvel should be five, 6% better than it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's so strange. I don't yeah. understand why it's okay. You know, like it's de- it's okay in both, but why these critics are like, oh, it's okay to make you know this racial you know stand or whatever, which it is, but it's not okay for the females. Yeah, it's like it why are you thinking it, it like yeah. that? You know what I mean? Like it's so ridiculous. It's I just insane. don't understand. And it's it's because of her comments, and it's because you know they feel like a target. And I understand that, but you know I don't want to get too into this about racism in america because this isn't a political podcast and i don't want to lecture anyone but it's like come on man no i agree come on i agree i think it was great i think she did a great job of being the first you know female superhero in marvel there's always wonder woman but in marvel for you know it's always been little boys going to the movie theater and all that shit when they're kids watching spider-man and everything loving the guy superhero looking up to him i think it's great that there's a female lead superhero for girls and shit growing up you know yeah and maybe that's the thing. Maybe these critics, you know, they don't even view the race thing as a thing, you know. Quite frankly, for a white guy who doesn't understand, you know, racism in America, they're not going to understand the implications of Black Panther, you know, and everything. So maybe that's why they didn't negatively review it and they just viewed it as a movie and they liked the movie. But in this case, you know, they can kind of... Superheroes are like... A, a, I don't want to stereotype here, but my majority, you know, it's like... From its origins, which back then, you know, time, it wasn't the same times. It was created kind of towards boys. You know what I mean? Oh, when, 100%. When superheroes for, were for boys and Barbies were for girls, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think people can like what they like. But a lot of these older people are used to that, you know, kind of superheroes being for the boys. And now that it's a girl, it's like, it's a problem. Yeah. You know, and they don't see the, the color. They don't see the racial things. They only see this gender thing because it's kind of like, 
And it's stupid. And it's, then she made those slight comments that offended them and fucking pushed them over the edge to flip yeah, out about people it. People are living in 1950 when times obviously weren't right, and times still aren't right now. In 50 years, I hope it's much better than it is now, and I hope oh, yeah. a girl superhero movie doesn't get bad ratings just because it's a girl superhero movie. I will say the one good thing is it's getting bombed online and everything. The ratings are you know terrible, and a lot it's of it's crushing fake the box shit. office. It is doing amazing. I think that's a great fucking sign yeah. that you know there's these these really hateful people. Who don't want to see the movie because it's, you know, the female and, yeah. you know, but yet there's plenty of people who still are supporting it, still are going to see it and supporting Absolutely. this, this change. And it's good. And I don't it's get, a great thing. And don't get me wrong. You don't have to sugarcoat the movie. If you don't think the movie's a good movie, then leave a negative review for that reason. Don't yeah. leave a negative review because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to like Black Panther. I don't want to be like, okay, we can't say anything bad about this movie because of that. Like, absolutely no. Like, view it for what it is. Yeah. Don't go in with any predetermined, you know, judgments based on the color of their yeah. skin or female male characters. Like, come on. Yeah. Simple. It's just, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's, it's so, I don't know. It's not that hard to not be a dick. Yeah. Is it the best Marvel movie? No. It's not no, the best Marvel I'm not, movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it's perfect, but I think it was, it was worth, it was worth it. the money. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It was worth And I would give it a certified fresh rating. Absolutely. If I was a Rotten Tomatoes writer, which I, hopefully I wonder I recommend I am. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. I don't think I could leave a bad <laughs> review. Like, there's movies I don't like, but I, I don't know. I'd just be too nice. I'd be like, they tried. <laughs> when you see movies. It was with, all right. Go support them. With 1%, I'm the 1% every time just because I'm too nice. <laughs> Jeez. But uh and then after the movie, after all this ranting, we had the post credit, you know. Two post credit scenes, one that mattered. Yeah. First uh the final one was just the cat throwing up the uh the Tesseract. That was the second one. That's what that's what I was saying. The oh, ending yeah. one was the cat throwing up the Tesseract, so that's how Shield got it back. Yeah, yeah. Going into what was it? Avengers, I think was the next time it showed up, or Thor? I think Thor was no, the next time it showed up. No Avengers, because they were wa- well. It might have shown up, but the next time it played a significant role was yeah, Avengers. And Avengers when it started the movie. I off. think Thor. No, Thor end credit was the next time it. Because remember, uh, what's his name? I'm so bad with names in the moment. Nick Fury wanted to hire that one white dude to be like the science guy for it, and then they showed the test rack. Remember, Loki was like hiding, like watching them to set up Avengers. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember Thor. Yeah, but it was I just remember Thor post credits. Nick Fury was like, hey, I need you to watch something. And then they revealed the Tesseract. Okay. That was like the big reveal for it. So that was kind of how they spaced it, put it together from it mm-hmm. was being in Captain America to modern day type yes, thing. Yes, yes. Um, the other scene. The other scene. I feel like it just got really quiet. Probably just because we stopped talking for a Probably. second. <laughs> what do you think of it, Jay? Why don't you describe it and tell me what your thoughts are. Because right. I, I want to talk about it. Opening scene. We have a buzzer that's buzzing. Bzz. Being held by a little metal arm. Stops buzzing. Avengers. I don't remember who says what. They're like, oh shit, why isn't this buzzing? I changed the batteries. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever Nick Fury's trying to reach. Whatever. You know, they're like, what? what is this? And they're all contemplating it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Get it back up running. I want to figure it out. And then Captain, it shows like a wide shot and Captain Marvel standing behind Captain America. Right? And she was uh, Captain Black America. Widow. Captain America and Black Widow and then Captain Marvel. And she was like, where's Fury? Right? Is that all she said? Yeah, they turn around and they like stare at her and it like cuts quiet. And she says, where's Fury at? Yep. Do-do. Crazy. You said you think the movie might start there. I don't know if it will because I do think they have some some explaining to do, which they could do in dialogue, but I don't know if they pick up straight from there. Yeah. I think it's more likely that they pick up from like Cap- from Iron Man doing his little message thing. You know what I mean? Right after that. that. But yeah. Um, I do think it'll, you know, maybe first 10, 15 minutes. Oh, they yeah, might, yeah. They it might... should. They shouldn't lead up like 30 minutes into that scene. I think the only thing that could 
like uh, to where it wouldn't lead off is usually they'll do almost like a pre thing before the title sequence yeah. where they show that. I think they could do the first thing with maybe Iron Man or something, cut to Avengers Endgame, like the title screen, yeah. and then jump back into you know Avengers headquarters with Captain Marvel and there. They could explain it afterwards. They could start the movie with that scene. Because my biggest thing is, like, where did they get that buzzer? How did they know where Nick Fury was? Like, yeah. you have to address that. You can't just assume they found it, you know? Laying in the middle of the street somewhere in New York. But that could be something that they explain, you know? That could be, you know, like, they're talking to Captain Marvel. Like, oh, this is how we found it, you know? Um, I saw something that... Oh, it was a screening. Did you read that? They showed in a, a screening to, like, people. Like, okay. a secluded screening of only, like, one scene. And some guy went online and spoiled it. I think I did hear that. It was like to the Marvel board or some, uh, and something like that. the thing was... Shareholders. The thing he told was that Nick Fury... That Nick Fury and Captain Marvel were in constant communication still somehow. I don't know how. And that Captain Marvel knew about the Avengers and she felt safe about the Avengers protecting Earth. That's why she never came back. Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know... If that, that if that's a scene in the movie, then that explains, you know, why she hasn't come during all these crazy other events. Yeah. Well, I do know the head of Marvel Studios, uh, Kevin Feige, did an interview with him. And they're like, you know, how why did it take Fury this long to talk yeah, to Captain yeah. Marvel? I mean, Ultron had a fucking city above the Earth about to throw <laughs> yeah. it into it. And he didn't think that was a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, the one thing he said, he was like, how do we know he never did? Yeah. He's like, it's never been on screen, but how do we know he never contacted Captain Marvel and she didn't show up, and then, you know, maybe he contacted her. It took her a while to get to New York, and he's like, oh, shit, the Avengers actually, you know, did it. We didn't need her, <laughs> yeah. and so then he had more faith in them to where he yeah. could call her back, you know? Yeah. So, there's always that. That would have been a good post credit scene, too, if they showed, like, Nick Fury paging her, like, throughout the years, and then, like, you know what I mean? I, that would be a lot of post credit scenes, but that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be yeah. a neat little thing. They'll explain it somehow, but well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, I'm excited for the next movie. My thing is, I was, I was a little upset. I was hoping it would be kind of a badass introduction when she got there, and they're just yeah. throwing her in right away, which I'm, I'm happy and upset about it. We had our crazy Doctor Strange time travel theory that did not come true at all. We should be writers, though. I think so, that our idea would have been better. Someone's a dick on Reddit, Jay. Why? After, day after the movie comes out. I posted uh-huh. that like weeks ago. Yeah. Someone comments, looks like you were wrong. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, asshole. Clearly, that's what the theory is for, fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because how many people predict that she would just nonchalant pick pop up behind right them. like <laughs> that was like the vanilla way to do it but whatever i mean maybe we should be writers i feel like our idea was much better i think it was 100 percent better but let's see how it goes yeah it'd be cool if they did uh, whatever go for it it'd be well i was just saying it'd be cool if they you if they alluded to that dr strange you know going back in time and looking at all the theories or whatever or going in the future and looking at all the theories you know he could have went back in the time too during that they better explain something about that in this movie yeah, the one out of... They better explain what his plan was or something or how he knew to do what he did. So, you know how he goes in the future and he sees all the outlooks? We know it's the right outlook because they see Doctor Strange who's in the past. Like in Avengers Endgame, they're doing something and then Strange pops up. He's like, I don't have a lot of time. I'm back from I'm back on Titan from the first fight, but you're, you're doing the right thing. He or actually traveled forward in time. Yeah, because so he traveled dead. forward to watch all the... The possible outcomes. outcomes, and that was the one where it was right, and then he like communicates with them somehow. Oh, have you seen Doctor Strange the movie? It, yeah, but I saw it in theaters. I never watched it. Like, well, do you remember? At home. There's the scene where he's on like the hospital bed, and he goes. It's, I think it's astral form or something, where he's like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking to the girl, right? The yeah, bald girl, and, like yeah. explaining to her what to do. 
Oh yeah, there's two scenes with it then. Either okay. way, he does like the the ghost thing. Mm-hmm. What if he shows up as a ghost in Endgame in that like astral form type thing? That'd be cool. So that way he can't really do anything to help him, but he can talk to him and like explain shit. I hope it scares someone. I hope it like Thor funny. is like what the you know I what hope I mean? to God, that's how they introduce Korg. <laughs> <laughs> like you see you see Doctor Strange on camera as a ghost and they don't even show Korg and you just hear, Hey guys, what's that little floaty thing? <laughs> Dude, call back to piss off ghost and kick something at the wall. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. That'd I love funny. Korg. I need to rewatch that movie. Um but that's probably all. Do you have anything else about Captain I don't Marvel? Have anything else. I think it was it wasn't perfect. We're almost at an hour. It's going to be another long episode, but who cares? It's all right. It wasn't perfect. It was really good, though, and I really enjoyed it, and I think it was worth the money to go and see it in theaters. And if anything, go and support it because it's a fucking female movie and people are dicks. Yes. Go and support it because people aren't supporting it. Yes, exactly. And we're back to the non-spoiler section. I did like a little intro voice oh. there. Uh, trivia time with Tyler, Captain Marvel related. It is not. It's returning after its week hiatus, which ironically last week was probably our best episode yet, and it didn't have trivia time with Tyler. What does mm. that say about my segment? Bad luck. Um, Captain Marvel related does not spoil the movie. All right, Ty. So I set up five different chains for you. All right, we're gonna chains? play a game of higher or lower. Based oh, I'm ready on for this. Rotten Tomato score. So I was gonna do one really long chain, but I was like, oh, if he messes that up, he's just gonna lose. So I gave you five chains, twenty-one movies so far. Four chains have four movies. The fifth one has five movies. Okay, so twenty-one movies. So we're gonna see how many. If you can get all, if you can get three of the five chains perfect, I'll call you a winner. Okay, and I just have to guess the higher or lower, lower, and I'll tell you the number. I'll I'll tell you the number. You know, starting with Captain Marvel, seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ty, I have to guess higher or lower. Well, I'm gonna tell you the next movie. But can you believe that seventy-nine percent? It was at like eighty, and it dropped back down. It's bullshit. It has like fifty-five audience score when I checked. All right, next movie, number two on this, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Higher or lower than 79% on Rotten Tomatoes? I think it's going to be higher, but I strongly disagree with it. I don't like Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I'm guessing higher. Higher, 88%. Oh, that is a load of shit. That movie was not good. 88%. That that movie is a bottom three MCU movie for me. I watched it just for the post credit. That's all I did, too. I thought it was good. I don't think you're doing it justice. You came off the Infinity War hangover, and it just wasn't the same kind okay, of movie. and I would agree with that. If I haven't watched it multiple times since then and still don't like it. It had, like, the... I it had know. a decent storyline to it, but the action could have been so much. There's a scene yeah. in that movie where he's, like, running away from ghosts, and he's just <laughs> running through a building, and she's just walking straight at him, and he's, like, parkouring over tables and shit. And I'm like, why aren't you fighting? <laughs> she was a badass, but, yeah, that was... Yeah, I, I it was a good movie. I was fine with it. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't yeah. be... It'd probably be in my bottom five, but that's because there's so many good movies. All right, next movie, 88%. Guardians 2, higher or lower? Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy Dose, where he meets his dad and he's like a god. So I, it's higher or lower than 88%? Yes. Um, I'm going to say lower because I know it wasn't very well received. So I'm going to guess lower. I was trying to trick you there because Guardians, you know, people like Guardians. Yes, it is lower, 83%. Okay. So you got one more to complete the chain. All right. The last one of this change, change, Avengers Age of Ultron. Higher or lower than 83%? Fuck. I'm, I'm getting you. I put these in order on purpose. Some of them are easy. I was but really hoping you'd be like, all right, Captain America Civil War, so I could just get an easy Captain one. Captain America there. Civil War and Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Age of Ultron, higher or lower than 83%. 83. 
because that's the worst Avengers movie, but it's yeah. still an Avengers movie. Like, come on. I've seen it once and I don't remember. I actually want to rewatch it. 83%? Yeah. It's going to fuck me. I'm going to guess higher. Lower tie. Ooh. And you're going to be hurt by this number. 75%. Wow. 75. It wasn't that good. It was. I liked it because it was Avengers and I'm Marvel fanboy. Yeah. But as far as like an actual movie, it wasn't that good. I need to rewatch it. Obviously, it shows that it wasn't that good if I didn't Fuck, remember. 75% though. Ouch. Almost got the chain. Didn't finish it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that little check mark there for me though. Alright. This this <laughs> first this first chain is kinda easy, like the first guess. So Iron Man, the movie to start off the MCU, ninety three percent. Pretty solid. Highest so far of the ones we've read. Okay. Iron Man two, higher or lower? Higher. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say it's definitely lower. Twenty percent lower, seventy three percent. Oh Jesus. I gave you that, I, that's considered like one of the worst ones. I gave you a softball toss there. I like it. Number three, kind of another softball toss. You might overthink it though. Thor the Dark World, higher or lower than seventy three percent? Oh fuck. Yeah. That's another one right there with the worst movies. <laughs> yeah, that's in the why MCU. I put them together. Um seventy three is low, and I don't know if any Marvel movies gotten in the sixties. I don't know, has it? I'm gonna guess higher, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Thor the Dark World, sixty seven percent. Is it the only one in the si- oh, I, you can't tell me? I can't tell I you get- that. 67%, so you got it wrong. And then I'll complete the chain anyways, even though you got it wrong. Ant-Man, higher or lower than higher. 67, 82%. <laughs> so 0 for 2 so far, Ty. That's all right. All right, this one I uh, this one doesn't really have a theme. I don't know why I'm saying. I didn't go with themes. Spider-Man, Far From uh, Homecoming, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Great movie. Black Panther, higher or lower than 92? Higher. I, I know, I freaking spoiled it earlier. It is the highest no, rated Rotten Tomatoes way. movie, 97%. You also just spoiled the next one because you said it's the highest rating route in Tomatoes oh movie. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I would have guessed lower no matter what, though, depending on the next movie. The first Avengers. Uh, it's going to be like in the high nine, mid-high 90s, but lower. 92. Yeah. I was. That's why I was. I put Avengers 1 past Black Panther so you could think like, oh, it was the first Avengers, so maybe it got like 98, 99% because of – but I just spoiled it. <laughs> All right. 92%, but this is a hard one, Ty. Okay. Maybe not, though. I don't really look at what critics say. I just go based on my own preference. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Lower. Higher. 85%. You're correct. How they did, did you get that They so didn't quick? like Infinity War that much. I knew it was in the 80s. Because that pissed me off. All right. One out of five so far. You need to get two Let's more. Go. You need to get the last two. This Starting this one with uh, Captain America. 80%. Not that high. The first Avenger? The first one? Yeah. Okay. Thor. Higher or lower than 80%. The first Thor. Lower. Lower indeed. 77%. 3% lower. Sounds about right. Iron Man 3. Higher or lower than 77? Ooh. We saw this in theaters together. No girls. It was just me and you. I was kind of I remember our mom, my mom dropped us off. <laughs> just by herself. No, because we were supposed to go with a group of friends and no one else showed up. So, like, they Damn, told bro, us beforehand. Like that? Well, no, they told us beforehand. I think it was, like, Brandon and then I don't even. Maybe it was just us three, which would have been less gay. Uh, nothing wrong with gay. <laughs> We just talked about equality and everything. Now we're like, hey, that's kind of gay. <laughs> should I cut this? I don't know if it's fine. It's a joke. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, but it is. It did. It was weird for two like thirteen year old kids to go to the movies. It just seemed. I weird. like superhero movies, bro. I like it too. I remember we sat in the handicap. That's the manliest shit ever. But I'm, anyways, we bought like we were supposed to beforehand. They told us we couldn't go. I think it was Sebastian too. Sebastian and Brandon were supposed to go. <laughs> okay, and they just didn't show up. So it was just us two. Fire. I don't even remember what the percentage is. Indeed. I just guess. 80% <laughs> higher than 77. Okay. So I had the same as the first Captain as America. As Captain America, yes. 
last movie in the sequence, Doctor Strange. That better be higher. I'm be pissed if it's not. It is higher. Okay. Eighty nine percent. I didn't think you, that would be that easy for you because I thought maybe you thought eh, Doctor Strange wasn't that popular. That was a great movie. It was good, but I don't know. All right. So if you get this, you win, Ty. Let's hear it. This one's hard too. <laughs> this one. This one gave me like a one percent difference, didn't you? Guardians of the Galaxy, ninety one percent. Great movie. A Winter Soldier. That's got to be higher, higher or lower than 91. That's got to be higher. That's one of the best storylines and actual movies in the MCU. Is that your final answer? It's got to be higher. From that, I'm guessing it's lower, but that's bullshit. What's your final answer? Higher. What's your final answer? It's higher, Jason. It's lower. That's ridiculous. I was trying to help you so we could at least keep this chain moving. I want to. I'm going to finish the chain. That's bullshit. Because Winter Soldier is by per- far the best like storyline, like independent movie. It's the best one. Better than like Avengers. That's what I'm saying. Avengers has like pieces from everything thrown in, so oh, it's not really I standalone. I get what you mean. Uh, yeah, ninety percent, one percent lower. Whatever. Next Great movie. movie, Civil War, Captain America: Civil oh, War. Uh, Higher, lower than ninety. Lower. Higher, 91. Back <laughs> to <God>. 91. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, higher or lower than 91? I think it had a 93. So your answer is higher? Yeah. Yeah, 92. Not 93, ah, but it was damn. higher. And then this was the final softball toss to end it. Hulk, higher or lower than 92? Jesus. <laughs> lower. 20, There's no way I was getting that. 25% lower. Look, I, 67, I the killed... only other movie in the 60s. Oh, that makes sense. I killed a couple of the chains on the very last movie, so I'm counting it. This is a success for me. You failed. Solid success. But yeah, you got Black Panther. But still, for your worst movie to be 67% rated, that's not bad. Because that's bad. still fresh. It's not certified fresh, but it's still... Yeah. I mean, if you look at Pixar, their lowest movie is 38%, Cars 2. And what movies were those? What movies were It was what? Thor and what other one? Not Thor. It was Hulk and what other one? And Thor Dark World. Dark World. Okay, so those were still early on in their yeah. Marvel Studios. I, I know I was listening to an interview, and like most like filmmakers that are trying to make their own movie, they shoot for like a C yeah. from critics when they're like viewing it. Yeah, like yeah. As long as they get a C, they're expecting it to be a success. Yeah. So like 67%, like that's not that bad at all. No, yeah, and if you look at all the recent movies, you mean, I mean, Guardians 2 wasn't as good as Guardian 1, but you got Civil War did good, Ragnarok did great, Doctor Strange did good, Black Panther did good, Spider-Man did good. Infinity War still did good. Ant-Man and the Wasp did good. And with Infinity War, even though it only had 85%, it was also like, what, $1.6 billion? Yeah, I think like third. <laughs> I don't think they're too upset fourth, about that 85. Third or fourth highest grossing ever, I think. Right up there with the first Avengers. No, it's more than the first Avengers. I know, but right up there. I oh, know yeah, they're yeah. like, they're right next to each other in yeah. the list. Um, yeah, but that's all we got for movies. And we're already over an hour into this, but we don't care. We don't care about time. You're here for the long haul if you're listening to this. People might have skipped for spoilers, too. That's true. Might be a shorter podcast for them. That's true. Uh, Some NFL. This was the crazy week one of NFL offseason. Some of this is kind of old news. Uh, We got Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders. Raiders. Oakland Raiders. (laughs) Yeah. Steal. Steal for the Raiders. I think the Steelers kind of did have to get rid of them, so I understand why some Steelers fans are like, whoa, we don't have the diva anymore. Okay, but you still got nothing for him third no. and a fifth round pick you know you got cap space <laughs> yeah that was it and it was really good i mean and for antonio antonio brown he got exactly what he wanted he fucking won this thing like oh, crazy yeah. he got a new it was like he was a free agent because he yeah. got a brand new contract he got to get you know leave his team and not have to be with the steelers anymore yeah and like 
I saw some tweet, man. It made me laugh so hard. Some Steelers fan was like, oh, now we got four picks in the top 100. And I was like, you already had three picks in the top 100, and you added a pick in, like, the 90s. Like, why are you trying to make it seem like you have stacked draft picks all of a sudden? That was a terrible trade. And it was something – I think it was a terrible they trade. They had to do it, it was, though. Yeah, it was the best they were going to get with all the fucking reports and everything. I would have gave a second-round pick for Antonio Brown. I don't care if he's a diva. He's one of the best-playing divas in the league, so. I mean – you want a little diva in your wide receiver, Jason. I'm petty, though, and I search that guy's tweets. I always argue with him. It's the Michael Whitman guy. Okay. Two months ago, he was like, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster should be Steelers for life. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was before all the reports came out. But yeah. honestly, Big Ben's probably a diva, too, and no Steelers oh, fan will 100%. admit that. 100%. No Steelers fan will ever admit that yeah. Big Ben's a diva, even though he definitely is a diva. <laughs> but, yeah, Raiders kind of scare me, dude. But Hot take. You heard it here. I wrote an article today. Heard it here first within the lines. If this happens, the 2019 Raiders are going to be the 2017 Rams. They're going to burst onto the scene and be a playoff team, go like 11 and 5. You think? They got Antonio Brown. They got Tyrell Williams from us. Good deep threat. He's a perfect for a number two on like a playoff team. You know, he's whatever. He's good. They got a new offensive tackle from the Patriots who's like really good, Trenton Brown. They got a guard from the Rams who's really good, signed him for like 88 million. They have three first-round picks this year, mm-hmm. a second-round pick. They, I think they still have a third, like two-fourths. They have two first-round picks next year. They, dude, they're loaded. Derek Carr, yeah, he played like crap, but this was still the same guy two years ago. Everyone was like, oh, this guy's insane. Yeah, he just has to have a bounce-back season. They just got to add like a pass rusher in the draft, maybe a tight end, uh, maybe a running back. Dude, they're going to be good. Running backs are easy to come by, though. They're going to at least go 8-8, eight and eight, at least. There's no way they lose... <laughs> they go under 500. It is the Raiders, which makes it me is. feel silly saying this, but dude, they're they they're talented, bro. They got talent now. I think it's fucking hilarious that we're having this conversation because at the beginning of the season when they traded Khalil Mack and everyone was just fucking done with John Gruden. I know too, and I, if anything, I'm dying from this because when the John Gruden signing first happened, I was one of the first people to be like, dude, John Gruden is not a good coach. Like, why is everyone? hyped up about this it's so great because everyone was so mad about him and everything and then everyone jumped on my train and now i'm gonna be the first one back on the john gruden train i'm officially a john gruden guy again well i saw a tweet and it was like (laughs) they traded khalil mack got antonio brown and then they have all these first round picks and shit and it's like they did good like yeah and khalil mack you can't replace khalil mack but instead of having a really good one player you can have three first round picks on your fucking defense like yeah and yeah, it just depends what you value, you know. They might value a wide receiver that's worth a lot of money over a defensive end. Yeah. I mean, as much as defensive ends are, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's hard. He's to, worth it, but it's like, is he worth it? You can have standout players on defense, but still, like, the best players. Like, what, Aaron Donald had 20 sacks this season? Yeah. He's hitting the quarterback one drive a game, like, getting him to the floor? Yeah. So, I mean, they're great players, and they're going to help in the run and shit. But it's way more worth it for somebody who's going to be a playmaker on offense, I feel like. Well, yeah. What was the last team where an edge rusher was the best guy? Think about that. Yeah. I mean, probably Michael Strahan on the Giants. But it's not like there's ever been an edge There's not like there's ever been an edge rusher that carried his team to the fucking playoffs, though, you know? Yeah, that's, you know. And but if you have you a dominant same... quarterback and wide receiver thing, like. Yeah, I mean, and I saw a tweet where it's like the 10 best wide receivers the last 10 years and the list wasn't really that good for like Super Bowl winning teams and I was like okay that does that that's kind of opens your eyes but still like well you have to realize though that fucking the Patriots were on there and they never draft wide receivers yeah they and they've also had the best tight end and possibly the history of the NFL 
As Antonio Gates was not on the Patriots. <laughs> Gronk was the most dominant and the most talented when he was at his prime, but I think his prime was too short to call him like accolades wise the goat. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like when he was dominant, in his prime, yeah, he's he the was, most dominant yeah. tight end ever. Absolutely. So. And the other big wide receiver news, Odell Beckham Jr. traded to the Cleveland Browns for they actually got a pretty decent return the Giants did for him. They got way more than the fucking Steelers Which got is for funny because they're both for Brown. They're both divas. Oh, yeah. OBJ is just as much as a diva, but he just didn't quit on his team, I guess. I, I don't even... He's going to cause just as many locker rooms issues as Antonio Brown would. Yeah, so I don't know. I just... But... Yeah, the Raiders got to be looking at that, dude. And like, Dude, think about it. The Raiders traded Amari Cooper, one year of Amari Cooper, who's going to be a free agent. I think he he's probably going to re-sign with the Cowboys if he hasn't already. That he wasn't going to re-sign with the Raiders. One year of Amari Cooper for a first-round pick. And got multiple years of Antonio Brown for a third and fifth round pick. How are you not going to call that a win? Yeah, hundred percent. Salty Steelers fans, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Odell Beckham. It was a it was a fair price. I know they got like a safety, Jabril Peppers, or a linebacker, whatever position he plays, and then some picks. And they needed the cap space, and he, you know, they weren't going to win right now anyway, so might as well get something for him. Yeah, I it's guess. Good. But then they turn around and sign Golden Tate. I think it was today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how much that contract was, but. It's cool. The Browns are going to be exciting, man, which sucks because I was a hardcore second-team Browns guy. 100% with you on this continue. I'm not anymore. Uh-uh. Ever since they signed Kareem Hunt, I'm just, sorry, Browns. I'd be so excited if they never signed Kareem Hunt. They just kept, was it Carlos Hyde who they have? Well, no, they traded him. They have their, rook, their rookie from last yeah, year. Yeah, what's his uh, name? Uh, b- 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 Nick Chubb, who's Chubb. Like really good. Yeah. And then they have Duke Johnson as like the catching backfield guy. If they would have just kept Nick Chubb and then have fucking OBJ on the sideline. You know, with Jarvis Baker, Landry. Major, Jarvis Landry. That team would be so much fun to fucking watch, and I would love watching fucking Browns play. But fuck that team. Yeah, I don't. I, I hope they go own sixteen. I, yeah, I just don't agree with signing Cream Hunt. I guess everyone deserves a second chance, right? But it doesn't mean I'm going to root for them. I don't agree with that, but he does. I'm just being sarcastic, Ty. Good. <laughs> it's just sarcasm. <laughs> it sucks. I was really, I was really excited for the Cleveland Browns to be my second team. I think the Chargers play them again this year. We've played them like the last three years because we're always like the bottom of our division. Well, not this year, Hey-o. but uh, before that's why we always played each other. But yeah, screw Cream Hunt. Sorry, yep. just don't care. No, don't no, don't don't say sorry. No, for I'm, that. I'm just a piece of shit. Okay, thank you. I'm not saying sorry to him. <laughs> I was saying uh, Le'Veon Bell signed a four-year, fifty-two point five million dollar contract. Um, twenty-five million guaranteed. Are you sure? I think that should say thirty-five million guaranteed. I thought it was. I saw thirty-five and I saw twenty-five. I think thirty-five is the right number. Okay. Uh, Le'Veon Bell lost. Jason, you're well, good. Lost the signing. You're a good math guy here. Yeah. Tell me how twenty-five million, mm. not twenty-five million, fifty-two million. Yes, fifty-two point five million over four years. Thirty-five million guaranteed is better than seventy million over five years, and all he would have had to have done is play two years with the Steelers, and he would have had thirty-three million. guaranteed. So pretty much the same. Gar- it's not. It's not better, and Le'Veon Bell lost. He thought he was going to get a bigger contract, and he didn't. Yeah, and not only that, there's you know there's people on Twitter and shit saying like, okay, he sat out this season. He could have even just done the franchise tag this season, got his guaranteed money from that or the, the last season. Yeah, and he could have invested that and made money, but it's just just empty time of him not making any money. Well, yeah, there's okay. The bottom line is he should have accepted the five year seventy. That Easily. was that was what he was going to get. He wasn't going to get more than that. Everyone knew he wasn't going to get more than that when they first offered it, but he thought he was. Um, the case to make the franchise, to take the franchise tag and then sign this contract, there's two sides of the argument. One side, he could have taken the franchise tag, and then this contract 
could have been more money. This is the side I've seen for Le'Veon Bell. So the argument's like, okay, you should have taken the franchise tag for however much it was. And then maybe if he had another great year, the Jets would have signed him to four years, $60 million. Mm-hmm. And then when you add those together, it would have been more than seventy. He would have yeah. won that. On the flip side of that, if you would have taken the franchise tag, there was the really realistic chance of him getting injured and not getting a contract in the future because the Steelers were going to run him to the ground. Yeah. Like, everyone knew that going into the year. You know, so... De- declining the 570 was probably was definitely the wrong thing but maybe sitting out of the franchise tag wasn't just because you guaranteed yourself that you wouldn't get hurt you know what i mean cuz and that, you know like it's a risk you know and you have to ri- football is a risk but and that's why they fight so hard for their guaranteed money yeah going off that but still dude you, you all you had all you would have had to have done is play two years with the Steelers. No, yeah, he should have accepted that initial contract. Just one healthy season, and you would have got $33 million guaranteed and then had a chance to make all the way up to fucking $70 million. Like, yeah. It, he, come he, on, dude. He just didn't He didn't think. I mean, he thought. He overvalued but he just, himself big time. He did, man. And, like, running backs are so fickle in this league, and, you know, it sucks for him. But it was his decision. I mean, what yep. are you going to do? I don't really feel bad for him. He decided to sit out from his team and, like, Oh well, he got what he he's still getting. He's still making a lot of money, so <laughs> yeah, he's making plenty of money. He's not gonna fucking rob any team, but it is what it is. Yeah, we have a whole lot more stuff as far as NFL. Yes, we'd be here all night if we talked about it. So I'm sorry if I didn't talk about your team. Chargers pick. signed a Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but my team, Jason, Mark the New Ingram. Orleans Saints, New Orleans Saints fan, Mark Ingram ain't gonna be a saint no more. What team is he going to again? The Baltimore Ravens. That's right, the Ravens. I'm heartbroken over this, bro. Yeah, but he wanted good money, and the Saints were smart not to give it to him. Honestly. They were. And they're both like, he's still cool on Twitter with everybody. Yeah. Saints are still throwing some love his way. Like, there's no hard feelings. Yeah. I'm just sad. It's, Him and Alvin Kamara in 2017. I looked this up statistically, so you can't yell at me for the this. Best, you told me this. The best, best running back, running duo, back duo, duo ever. In history, Jason. Well, that's because they were kind of the first people to have like two dominant. Not really. Maybe not first, but. There's a bunch of other stuff. but And like everyone who was close to them was back in like the fucking 70s where all okay. you would do is run the ball. Okay, so since the 70s, there hasn't been anyone like them that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a bunch of like old people who all they did was give it to their two running backs or however much, and that's all they played. Yeah. yeah, in a passing league, they still had one of the best seasons, if not the best, for running back due on history. No, yeah, you're right, but he wanted top money, and with Alvin Kamara as the better running back, I don't think you can deny that. Oh, and 100%, and he's still going, you know, he's still young as a par- opposed to Ingram, who's probably on his way down. Yeah, and running backs, like we said, are so fickle, so it was smart not to give him the money. Just sign Latavius Murray to be like that second guy. He yeah. gives Kamara more touches, Murray can come in, you know. He's a good red zone running back from yeah. what I was seeing, so. He can come in in those sets, and like it was, it was smart for both teams. But I could see why it makes you sad. Makes me sad, Jay. Your title window's closed officially. CLOSED. Oh, no, it hasn't. I think this year is the end of the title window. If they don't win it this year, yep. You guys resigned Teddy Bridgewater. I heard. Yeah, we did. Like a one-year He's deal again. To, no, or? it was two-year. So they're expecting Ooh. end of Drew Brees. Teddy B takes over. A, a, a bridge, or does Drew Brees play one more year after this year? Teddy B just sits on the bench again. Yeah, that's a possibility. I, I I hope it's not him, honestly. He's all right, but I don't want him to be go from Drew Brees to fucking Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just do one year of a stopgap and let a rookie sit. 
Maybe they draft a quarterback this year in like the second round. You guys don't have a first round pick, so you can't really draft a quarterback. Maybe that's why they signed two years, so that you can have like one year of the quarterback backup sitting. thing. We still have Taysom Hill as a backup too, though. <laughs> I mean, he's good. If, you laugh. He's Jason. good in his role, but he shouldn't Jason, be a starting. Quarterback. You laugh, but look at what Lamar Jackson did with Baltimore. Okay, but. Taysom Hill is a better runner than Lamar Jackson when he has the ball. Yeah, in his a hands. better runner, but Lamar Jackson, even though he's not a great thrower, is probably still a significantly better thrower. I don't care. <laughs> he's still a high. The Saints Trophy just winner. run screenplays ninety percent of the time. It's really easy to convert those. All right, let Taysom Hill be your quarterback then. I'm fine with it for just one year. Well, how is that? It's not going to work. It's going to be like Tim Tebow again. How did that work out? <laughs> <laughs> he's a great baseball player. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you see Jose Canseco's tweet? Oh, my. It made me laugh so hard, Wait, man. which one? Where he was like, if I could hit a softball 500 feet, then I can help you hit a home run. Yes, I'm talking to I you, Tim Tebow. I didn't even, <laughs> that's terrible. I didn't see that. I saw all the shit of him going crazy on oh, Twitter on with A-Rod, A-Rod and saying A-Rod's cheating on J-Lo. With, yeah, <laughs> that, that's just... Jose Canseco, dude, he's... He's that man's funny, gone man. off the deep end. He's funny. I want to. I actually was thinking about this in Arizona. We should call... Have you seen his profile where it says, like, please call Morgan at 702? It's like... Yeah, it's like, please call Morgan, like his agent, at 702 blah, 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 for like business inquiries. Like, it's just in his bio. We should set it up. Not right now, because we don't have the technology, the, the <laughs> phone set, set up. up. But just call it on the podcast and see, like, what they say. <laughs> like, how I'm much down. does it cost to play around a golf with Jose Canseco? Like, they probably get so many <laughs> spam calls. I don't know why he would just put that in his bio. That's terrible. But yeah, speaking of uh, Canseco, not a lot of MLB talk, just the big thing. Um, a little bit. The rule changes have been. Uh, agreed to is it this year or it's 2020 is rule it? changes that are happening this year and then rule changes that are happening in 2020 okay so they're doing like a gradual shift over to them yeah let me try to find a document i saw a document earlier okay oh let me turn off this so i don't know when it is but while you're looking that up oh. it was the three battle rule we talked about it before this website's gonna have an autoplay video i know it there it is. <laughs> well, go ahead. Sorry. Three battle rule. We've talked about it before. They're finally going with it and they're going to give it a try. And they didn't listen to us. I don't think there's any special rules to it. No, there is. I'm going to get to that. Um, but were they what we said? Partly. Not all of them, but partly. So they did Not the run rule, but the inning break rule, yes. Where it could be it's three outs or... End of an inning. Three batters or end of an inning. Okay. So they did listen to us. Glad you're listening. So... That way, like, you can have a starter in, and if you pull him at six and two-thirds or six and one-thirds, the guy can get one or two outs, and then you don't have to go to him again if you don't yeah. want. Um, inning breaks. This is for 2019. Inning breaks uh, Inning breaks will be reduced from 205 to two minutes Are in you... local games and 225 to two minutes in national games. Whatever. Why? What is that? Just like, a shortened time. Five fucking seconds? Seriously? You guys got to sit down and sign a paper for five seconds for fucking Let's regular see, there's games. There's one. There's technically two inning breaks per inning because you have the bottom to the half. So two. So like what? 16, 17 inning breaks. So that'll be like a minute and a half being generous. Saved. Because people are I'm, really going to watch baseball if it's a minute I'm and a half so shorter. I'm so glad they saved that minute, Jason. <laughs> uh, mound visits. The maximum number of mound visits per team will be reduced from six to five. We never really saw any teams getting close to six in the regular season. And don't they just say the signs got mixed up or some shit and they let them I do told it you that, yeah. The minor league umpires told me it's like really loose. Like they'll warn them. And yeah. then you could just be like, oh, I got the signs mixed up. I have to go talk to the pitcher. It's, uh, this is cool. Well, um, well, kind of cool. The trade deadline. There's no more August waiver wire trade, day, trade deadline, like the August 31st day. 
So it's a single trade deadline. Bullshit second trade deadline type thing. It's a single trade deadline on July 31st. However, trade waivers will be eliminated. So the August 31st players may be placed and claimed on outright waivers after July 31st. So players can, you can put them on the waivers and teams can take them. But players may not be traded after that date. So you just can't get anything in return? I think so, yeah. Maybe it's like, hey, cheek cheeky, you let that guy go. I'll sign him. I'll give you $5 million next year for a single-A player. It could, it could be something <laughs> like that. But it's like it's to remove like the Nationals last year. They put Bryce Harper on the waiver wire because they weren't going to win just to see if anyone would give him some crazy. And yeah. The Dodgers reportedly tried trading Puig for him, and they said no. Uh, <laughs> which maybe it would have been better if they just said yes. I mean, why not? If you're going to lose them anyways, like might as well Fuck just get it. whatever you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they probably just didn't want to give the Dodgers what they wanted. A uh, joint committee, so they're just they'll form a joint committee to study other potential changes. Whatever. Boring. All Star Game. All Star fan voting will be conducted in two rounds. Okay. During the, I haven't read the, read this one yet. During the primary round, each club will nominate one player per eligible position. Three outfielders who will be voted on by fans. Okay. In late, how they do it now. Well, you don't have, like, teams um, nominating people. It's just kind of like they put all the people in, like, a pool. Okay. So, in late June or early July, an election day will be held in which the top three vote-getters at each position in each league during the primary round, including the top nine outfielders, so top three first baseman, second baseman, whatever, Uh will be voted on by fans during a prescribed time period to determine the All-Star Game starters. Further details on the new fan voting format will be announced in April. That's pretty bitching. So it sounds like they'll get like a bunch of guys and then they'll do another vote. Kind of like a, a, a bigger event type thing to determine the starters. Yeah. Get more know. people watching and involved. All-star bonus payments will be given to the top three vote getters at each position in each league during the primary round. Top six for outfielders. Additionally, the prize money awarded to players on the winning all-star team will be increased beginning with the 2019 all-star game. Try to get them to play, you know, like yeah. they actually care. That's what the NBA did and it's worked. The last two all-star games have been great. Both clubs will start the 10th inning of the all-star game and each subsequent inning with a runner on second base. It's like minor league extra innings. To keep the game from going forever. This is the big one. Home run derby. Total player prize money for the home run derby will be increased to $2.5 million. The winner of the home run derby will receive $1 million. Big baller. That's a lot of money. Especially if it's like a guy who just get called up, like Aaron Judge's first season. Max Muncy last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. More than his entire yearly contract. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, it's going to get him to try harder and care. It's going to, you know. It's more than anything. It's going to get the big name players to actually go and show up. The I don't know if they want to see. Yeah, I don't know if one million. Well, they, that's what makes the home run derby great. Is because the big names kind of already do it. You know what I mean? For like, the most part. But there's been a couple of times where guys will sit out. Yeah. Like Trout's never done it, and I know people want to see Trout yeah, do it. But it's not like the the slam dunk contest where it's like rookies every year. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, but that'll be good. I don't know if one million is enough to convince Trout. Maybe he does want to do it. But there's you know everyone's scared of the home run derby slump. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, eligible for 2020 active roster provisions. The active roster is going up from 25 to 26 and the minimum number of active players will increase from 24 to 25. I don't know what that means. The current major league rules allowing for a 26 player for double headers will be amended to allow for 27 players. So they're increasing the roster size by one. I wonder why. However, elimination of 40 man active. I think just add another pitcher. I don't know. Elimination of 40-man active roster limit in September. From September 1st through the end of the championship season, all clubs must carry 28 players. So they're not doing the expanded 40-man roster, just expanding to 28. Oh, shit. So you don't get a bunch of people down the stretch? Which hurts, like, teams, you know, like the Dodgers in 2017. Yeah, we went ice cold in September, but it's because we were playing our AAA team almost every day. Yeah. You know, for a team in the World Series, like, 
or not World Series, but fighting for the playoffs. You don't want to play your every, especially if a playoff spot is a lock. Yeah, if you have it like you know, that you're fucking fifteen games ahead of you know in first. That kind of sucks. Um, but you can always put guys on the DL for wrist soreness or whatever. Yeah. The number of pitchers a club may carry on the active roster will be capped at a number determined by the joint committee. Clubs must designate each of its players as either a pitcher or position player prior to each player's first day on the active roster for a given season. That designation will remain in effect for the player and cannot change for the remainder of the championship season and postseason. No player on the active roster other than those designated as pitchers by the club may appear in a championship season or postseason game as a pitcher, except in the following scenarios. So they're saying that a position player cannot pitch in a postseason game. Or I don't know what championship season means. May appear in a championship season. What is that? Weird. What 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 does Shohei do? So we have to report Shohei as a pitcher or a position player. But if we report him as a position player, he He can't pitch. No, he can. Yeah, but you can report him as a position as a a pitcher, and then he can still play the field, right? I think he could DH. I don't know if he could play the field. That designation will remain in effect for a player and cannot change. But it says it doesn't say that a pitcher can't play the field. It just says a a, a player can't. So he would just have to, he just takes up one of your position your pitching spots on your roster. I think it's yeah. I don't I don't understand this rule. But players designated as a two way player, a oh, player qualifies as a two way player only if he cures at least twenty major league innings pitch and at least twenty major league games started a position player or designated hitter with at least three plate appearances in each of those games in either the current championship season or the fall prior championship season. So Shohei's a two way player. Okay. Following the ninth inning of an extra inning game, so you can use position players in the in postseason. Oh, may appear in a championship season. Oh, that just means in the regular season. So position players can't pitch in the regular season unless it's in the extra inning. Seriously? Yeah. Or in any game in which his team is losing or winning by more than six runs. Oh. So pretty much the same rules. Yeah. Why, why was any? I don't know. Why does that have to be on paper? That's very general accepted shit. Minimum number of batters for pitchers is now three. Um, I don't want to read all this. Three batters or the end of a half inning with exceptions for in-cap- for injuries or illness. The Players Association has agreed that it will not grieve or otherwise challenge the officer's commission implementation of the rule. So I can just get a cough all of a sudden and get pulled after one batter? Yeah, that was the one thing. <laughs> I was like, people are going to abuse that. They should do like a... Like they have to go on like a five-day DL yeah. or something if you pull them. Yeah, that would be... Or maybe like six or something, so they miss a start. If it's like, well, no, because they want to be that. It only be relief yeah. pitchers. They would. They have to do something like that. I think. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, you're just gonna come out and be like, yeah, his arm's hurting, and then he's gonna show up and pitch the next fucking day again. <laughs> injured list. Do you know they changed the disabled list to injured list? I did. Injured it's list. Offensive to disabled people, Jason. An option period for pitchers. They're not disabled. They're hurt. They're injured. Subject to input from the joint committee, the minimum placement period for pitchers on the injured list shall increase from ten to fifteen days. Because it was fifteen days, and they moved it down to ten. Oh, okay. A lot of teams didn't like that because teams like the Dodgers, not going to lie, were abusing the hell out of this. So basically what the Dodgers would do, because we're so deep in starting pitching, mm-hmm. let's say they wanted a guy to skip a start without him carrying the roster. So Ross Stripling would start on a Monday, and let's say we have an off day. they would He would start. They'd put him on the 10-day DL retroactive to that day, saying he got arm soreness or whatever. And then by the time his 10 days are up, it would perfectly line up with when his not next start, but the following start would be. And then they would just activate him again. So that way... They didn't have to use, like, options or anything to, like, send him down to Down to the minors. Him. And that way he could be on the DL and they can call up, like, a reliever or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because if there's a day off, let's say they want to skip his spot in the rotation, that's what they would do. 
they get an extra reliever and then don't have to worry about optioning him down or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they want to move it back to 15 days for pitchers. Still 10 days for uh, position players, but 15 for uh-huh. pitchers so, to keep so teams them from damn Dodgers can't this. abuse shit no more. Dude, we're cheap as hell, man. You guys are like the fucking Raiders in the MLB. Uh, well, we have the same fans, <laughs> which is funny because, like, as a Charger fan, I'm like, man, I hate Raider fans, but they're the same as Dodger fans. Let's be honest. Uh, um, the three batter thing, you know, we argued it. I kind of didn't like it, but it does add more strategy. I'm okay. I'm not going to sit here and be like, get off my lawn. Like, it, it's part of the game now, and I'm willing to accept it. I think it's worth seeing how it works. If it doesn't yeah. work, get rid of it. Um, the Dodgers, I think, do benefit from this a lot, which is why I'm okay with it. Why? Because like we we have a team that's like left-handed heavy kind of. I mean, assuming our team's the same next year, we, it's left-handed heavy. Now we can, if we just find that one right-handed bat to split up the lefties and righties, you can't have like the Brewers abusing it. That's why they did so good against us because they just played the matchup game. And plus, we have such a deep bullpen. I mean, people sleep on our bullpen, and I know you'll sleep on our bullpen. <laughs> but I did like we have a good like eleven, twelve guys that would be like in most like 95% of starting like bullpens that, mm-hmm. and you know, we only have like seven, eight spots. So we're deep enough to do it. And honestly, it, if it means that the front office isn't going to micromanage and switch pitchers, every batter fine, because that hasn't worked the last two years. Kind of like what well, Puig came out his report today. How are you saying? Like yeah. he's frustrated with them always pulling the pitchers when he was the good pitcher and whatnot. Well, I'd be frustrated after I hit a freaking three run bomb to <laughs> swing the momentum of the entire <laughs> world series. Yep. And then they freaking pull the guy who's throwing a one hitter because he issued one walk and he looked tired without the manager asking if he looked tired and then blowing the lead, putting in the guy who let in all his inherited runners. You got this built up inside you, don't you? I, dude, you don't need to go even, see a therapist. Don't get me started, Ty. Go see a therapist. But, like, go see one in, like, I don't know, San Diego, where they don't care about baseball. Speaking of Yasiel Puig, he's still my friend. A lot of Dodger fans hate him now because of his comments. A lot of Dodger fans are, like, taking the approach that every other baseball fan felt about Puig the last however many years. <laughs> I still love Puig. Puig, my friend. He even said he loves the fans. He's not mad at the fans. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He did say that the Dodgers didn't get anything in the trade, which some people tried challenging. Like, no, you're right. The Dodgers did, didn't get anything. <laughs> and, you know, you can make the case that they're just trying to get his – ego out of the locker room but let's be honest did his ego lose the last two world series they've made the playoffs every single year with him and yeah it's not like his it's not like his ego has costed anything significant so maybe just get past that for a year <laughs> deal with it because he's entertaining and the fans love him and he's gonna put seats in the or put asses in the seats yeah it's just i don't know we got nothing in that trade i've talked about it before but yeah I still love Puig. I, I don't care if he's mad. I tweeted once. I tweeted a few weeks ago. I was like, I hope Puig and Kemp and Wood have great years. Like, they deserve it or whatever. And Dodger fans are like, they deserve it? What do you mean? Like, why do you hate these guys all of a sudden? <laughs> you just loved them until the team got rid of them. Like, whatever, man. Like It's not like they left the team by choice or anything. <laughs> and I've seen I've seen people argue this. They're like, well, I like the team. I don't like the players. I don't care who's on the team as long as we win. Like, you That's say that, but shit. if they sign like a criminal, you'd be upset. Like you like the players. And if you don't like, even as we're getting older and they don't really have that, you know, like before when you're younger, they're like your heroes. Now we're like getting to the same age as them almost. Yeah. It, we, it's less of a connection, but still it's like, you like the players, you root for the players, you know, like right now, probably in my life will be like the most I ever liked the Dodgers just because I'm so attached to like this core guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel it. How about your angels? Who do you like on that team? Uh, Justin Boris had a couple of bombs. Yeah, he'll be good for some, I don't know, like a 220 batting average, but Probably. 30 home runs. Yeah. Chris Davis-like. 
<laughs> That's about it. I'm. We already have pitchers injured. It's just. It's just a fun time, bro. <laughs> I haven't followed you guys. I think Andrew Heaney, Andrew Heaney was injured. I think Skaggs skipped a start. <laughs> I've already given up on the season. Oh, my God, already, dude. I feel bad for you, Ty. Shit cracks me up. I don't, I don't even care anymore. I'm just like, this is funny. I'll like them in a couple of years when we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, I'm all done. Uh, some things to plug. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you don't already. What's our Twitter? Uh, within Lines Pod. I made it. Yeah. Is it within the lines pod or just, just within, within lines pod? Within lines pod on Twitter. Uh, follow us on YouTube or subscribe. Instagram. We don't have an Instagram. We should make an Instagram. Yeah, that's you. I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> follow us on YouTube or subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Within the lines. We posted our first video. Jason and Tyler plays. You can find that link on our Twitter account. Pin pretty, tweet. Pretty good stuff. We got another one coming here soon. Um, yeah. It's yeah. in my computer. I just need to edit it. I. It, Okay, so here's the problem. I was going to do it tonight or tomorrow, but I have to be at school at like 8 in the morning on Saturday for a test. So I don't know when I'm going to do it. We ain't got no deadlines on videos. Video yeah. will be there before the next episode. We do need to record a new one soon. Yes, we do. But, but yeah. Follow us on everything. Let us know what you guys are Funny thinking. stuff, playing video games. We got some funny ideas lined up. 100%. Some really, really funny videos. <laughs> so yeah. All right. You guys have a good one. Why are you just staring at me? What music's going to be playing? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.